Osiris. Hey, Osiris listeners. We want to tell you about our friends at Sunset Lake CBD who support this show. Sunset Lake CBD is a Vermont hemp farm crafting affordable CBD products designed to help with sleep and stress without breaking the bank. If you haven't tried CBD before, take it from me, it's a game changer. I use Sunset Lake's tincture every night before I go to bed, helping me get solid, restful sleep. And their gummies are great for daytime. Check out their new Good Vibes gummies, which have just a bit of hemp-derived THC to help you relax and unwind. Sunset Lake CBD crafts products with hemp grown on their family farm and ships them directly to customers. They have tinctures, salves, edibles, coffee, smokables, and even pet products. By the way, their CBD chocolate fudge is awesome. Check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use coupon code TIME for 20% off all products. Sunset Lake CBD, farmer-owned, Vermont-grown. Loyalty, described as, do you care? And I care, and that's why I'm on this show. Comes a time, here we go. <laughs> I'm a sucker for O'Teal, man. It's all that same feeling that I have, that would he fill the void that I didn't even know existed. It feels so good to, as Ben said, to try to do something about an issue as opposed to complaining. If you can't help, don't hurt. If we could just all get out there and throw cream puffs at each other, maybe things would, instead of bullets and, and <laughs> angry words, it would be better. When you stop laughing, you stop living. There's a worldwide surge in interest in mushrooms. It was deep, man. It's not that TM makes your mind quiet down there. It already is. We're just stuck up here. We've lost access. I'm jumping Jack Flash came out by the stones. So I thought, all right, perfect, man. I'm gonna drive, and I started driving through the neighborhood, and I got, I got a text from Mick Jagger. <laughs> People saying that you know what we do is non-essential. Well, playing those few gigs that yeah. you saw me at felt pretty essential to me. It wasn't like they were clapping from here. Is they were clapping from here. My view of things is that death, death is the last and best reward for a life well lived. Like you gotta, it's the strangest of places if you look at it right, you know? If you're liking what you're hearing, head on over to patreon.com forward slash comes a time pod and get your bus pass for an extra episode every week. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Comes a Time. That's O'Teal. And that's Mike from my perspective. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. My birthday's tomorrow. I know. Happy I'm early. Thank you. I'm turning officially old tomorrow. <laughs> All in the mind. But you're killing it yeah, with the it yoga, is. so you're doing, yeah, uh, doing, you're doing great. Happy early birthday from all of us. Thank, Thank you. you for uh, being so damn cool, buddy. <laughs> Thanks for being a friend. Thank you for thinking so and for being my friend. Of course. Bro. It's an honor. We had Kendall Corso, who is one of the founders of yes. Backline, uh, who we've had Zach and Haim on before. If you haven't listened to it, please go back and listen. It was uh, one of the Mount Rushmore episodes, I'd say. I love having those guys on. So and Backline does so many amazing things for the music community, um, from the state of men mental health uh, support, letting everyone know they're not alone. And they're growing, growing leaps and bounds, yeah, right? They really are. I think the, uh, like she said, the pandemic uh, provided them an opportunity to like get a lot of things together. And so when it came time to get back out on the road, 
I've been really seeing their presence a lot on Den Company tour. Like, just I was like, wow, backline, it's really out here. So, yeah. Lord knows we need it, man. People yeah. are still dying. People are still having crises. People are still tough. going through a lot of stuff alone, and it's uh, yeah. nice to see, even if it's a tent backstage at a festival or whatever it may be, just to know that you got someone to turn to, and uh, you know. They're doing great stuff and it's an honor to have her on to talk because this is something that, you know, it's, it's obviously mental health is something everyone's talking about now, but it's, we're seeing it. Like, I think when other, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like, we're at the, you know, we're watching it take off. Like it hasn't reached cruising altitude yet. And we're watching the conversation (laughs) kind of climb through the clouds and it's good. It's good to be a part of it. It is good. I'm glad that, uh, I'm sorry. It's an epidemic. Yeah. Uh, but if, if it's, if that's what it takes to make us be like, all right, we got to get to where the rubber meets the road on this thing. Cause mm. your life matters. Your life matters. It does. It's yeah. not meaningless. Um, even if it doesn't man, always seem like it, it is. Yeah. Even Patience. if it doesn't. And it's, it's hard to get to a place I've been there when I just did not see a way to where I am at now. I really yeah. didn't. If someone could have showed me, I would not have believed it. I would not have trusted it because yeah. the dark, you know, it was so shrouded. The way to this was so shrouded. I wouldn't have believed it. Yeah. And it takes a, it's, it's like war, you know, but it's so worth it. And every little bit that you do makes a difference all those little bits add up yeah Yeah. and if you could just uh, just do a little bit and this and and uh backline and all the people the way they've networked together um to try to help people specifically in this business because it has a unique set of circumstances yeah yeah and one of the things she was talking about was like you know you got to go to a uh therapist and then they got to figure out like what is your life is not structured like anybody else's life mike you can totally relate to this because of being on the road comedy and so it's a natural you they all go together but it's well trying to explain thing right right when 90 percent of the world is you know wake (laughs) up and have your coffee and get in the car and go to work and you're complaining you know a lot of what we do is the opposite where it's like there's hours and hours of loneliness and ruminating and wondering and all that. And then you go do your thing and you're not home. And when you're home, you're thinking Mm -hmm. about that. And when you're that, you know, so there's a lot of that kind of duality that how do you explain that to someone? And, you know, even finding someone that gets that. Exactly. Big barrier. Huge. Because, and I think, (laughs) and and that absence of a barrier might be the reason why someone might stick with staying. It might be alive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just, it's a, it's a really beautiful thing what they're doing. Yeah. They're uh, awesome. Kendall's been in there since the inception and, uh, they've got some cool stuff going on. I've known her since she was six, uh, so I guess Butch Trucks, the drummer for the Omnibus, is like her god uncle, I guess you would say, something like that. Yeah. Um, and she was at that gig with Frog Wings, you Neat. know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so That's long wild. ago. I'll send Eric the picture, but uh, 
Yeah, well, it's so great that she landed in this spot. I'm like, wow, how cool is this? You know? Yeah, totally. And we're recording this a day before your birthday, and we also need to give a huge birthday shout out to Eric. We're recording this a day after his birthday. So That's right. Happy birthday, Eric, and thank to you for everything. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Um, and we're and here he's going to be on soon. Yes. Norrin well, Radicals. Not, yeah, that's big, big surprise. Big, that'll be a, yeah. Can't wait. That'll be fun. We'll have to break out our uh, dolls. <laughs> They're not dolls. <laughs> we're here on Osiris, home to so many great podcasts. Go to OsirisPod.com and check them out. And if you want more of us, go to Patreon.com forward slash comes the time pod for a bonus episode each week. Thank you, Kendall. And uh, thank you, Backline. We'll see you soon, everybody. So what's happening, Kendall, Mrs. Corso? <laughs> How you been? Really good. Living the life in Boulder, Colorado. Been here for a little over a year now after leaving Brooklyn and just soaking in mountain life and fresh air and loving every second of it. Nice. It looks like it's treating you well. 
It is. I smile 90% more in Colorado. Because <laughs> that's why we wanted to have you on. You know, obviously mental health is a huge, huge, huge theme on our podcast. Of life. <laughs> really. Of life. And getting your smile is like literally everything. You know, if you got to move halfway across the country to do it, so be it, you know, go to by any means necessary. Right. Everybody benefits. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Colorado is a uh, is a great place. Everybody's smiling out there. Uh, Well, not everybody, but a lot of people for sure. I'm most excited. People. To, most people, the people that you need to see are smiling. <laughs> yeah, it's really awesome. Do you miss the city? Do you miss Brooklyn? No, <laughs> I really <laughs> don't. I miss one thing about it. Delivery food. Um, knew it was going to be food related. <laughs> being able to get any sort of Asian cuisine within 30 minutes from the best of the best uh, is yeah. something that I definitely miss, but I'll trade that for twice a week farmer's market any day. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, totally. We may all be going that way soon. Back to the old, more local, you know, villages, not so much the crazy cities. It feels better. And it, it comes down to how you want to spend your free time. And as Mm. somebody who works from home, where work can really consume my life. I want to be able to walk out the front door and be inspired by nature and not have, you know, a homeless man throw a beer bottle at me. Yeah, for Which sure. Has happened. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Got to stay away from the 16th street mall in Denver then, but otherwise. Yes. There you gotta, you gotta keep your eyes peeled for sure. Um, but I'm a big fan of midweek hikes and mm. twice a day, long walks with my family. And it's just, uh, these are where my priorities are now. And it's, it all comes down to that work-life balance and creating, uh, the circumstances to thrive. Yeah. We, we talk, we talk a lot about, uh, treating life like gardening, yeah. which I was never really into, uh, yeah, you know, my wife, Jess, is super into it. And it's just like, you know, it's long term. You got to constantly weed. You got to prioritize. You got to arrange. And uh, it's nice to see you doing that and uh, figuring it out and more. I think nature is a huge thing that we've all got to, like, prioritize. Like, somehow, I don't know how you got to do it, but get your feet in the dirt grass, sand, whatever, like, yeah, it's hard work to figure out what it is that makes you happy. And then to commit to those things as being part of your daily life. Mm -hmm. I was talking to my husband, Rob, this morning on the walk, like, don't you ever get overwhelmed by all the things we have to do in order to feel sane? And it just, (laughs) it just is part of it. And as I've gotten older, I've figured out what some of those things are. In the last year, I've found Kundalini yoga practice as something that I have to do in the morning. Actually, my teacher is Jai Dev from the Life Force Academy. And I know he was on your podcast. He's just the coolest ever. Um, But never did I think I'd be 
chanting on the floor every morning to to attune myself to be able to get on zooms all day but it is what it is i'm here for it there's a cost for everything that you know our society is all like you know pay the cost pay the cost pay the cost and there's like what about on the other end so that's where the midlife crisis comes from if you're not like balancing that out daily you know, all those Zooms has a cost. A week of them has a cost. A month of them has a cost. A year of them, you know. And if you're not, like, bouncing it out on the other end, you yeah. just break at some point, you know. And not in a yeah. good way. Totally. Well, um, go ahead. No, no, no. You made an excellent point earlier, too, about just kind of, like, you know, thinking about the things that we need to do to make us sane and make us happy, but also acknowledging the fact that those things change. You know what I mean? Like the things that made us happy 10 years ago or like there was a period in my life where it's like I couldn't have imagined staying home on a weekend night. Like I had to have been out either drinking or performing, you know, and now it's like, yeah, fine. It's 930. I'm going to bed. Like it's an interesting thing like to, to be able to kind of like let go or realize that like the only constants change. And that's a hard thing, I think, as humans. So let me ask that. you, did that acknowledgement for you happen before the pandemic or is that a realization that you've had after having time off from those things? Performing wise, uh, work wise pandemic taught me that, but the doing stand up and doing work taught me that about partying. Like, so everything teach the neck, the, the new thing teaches me about the last thing and how I didn't need it. Do you know what I mean? So there was a time when my, where it's like, I, I always had one foot out the door. So it's kind of like if I could be out Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday with my friends or out doing, going to concerts, it had to be all of everything. And then right. once I started doing shows, uh, my free time became the most valuable thing, you know? And then the pandemic kind of taught me like, okay, well, yeah it doesn't have to be all day, every day, that one thing, you know what I mean? So now it's more whatever, quieter time or peaceful time or, and there's that balance. Like O'Teal said, of course, you know, you got to do both, but yeah, each thing has taught me, uh, how I don't necessarily need the thing I thought I needed, which is weird. Very weird. Yeah. It's been a reckoning, I think for a lot of different people in their personal and professional lives. Um, I think a lot of whatever industry you're in, you have to consider why should these people come and work here or entertain or uh, whatever job it is that they're going to do. There's, there's gotta be a lot more partnership going into it to make sure that humans are treated like humans, (laughs) which is crazy. (laughs) I'm helping to build a benefits program for a company right now. And I'm like, how can we relay that we care about you in these bullet points without it just being, you know, show up during these times and you're expected to hit these criteria and this and that. And when you're living that way for so long, it's really easy for that to become part of your identity. And I've struggled with that. My whole life working in the music industry was, oh, that's just who I am. 
and that's I need to do this 24 seven and I need to go to all the shows and be there and say hello to all the people and stay late every time. And then, you know, the pandemic happens. We're all like, what the fuck? I don't have to do any of that shit. I don't want to do any of that shit. So yeah. Yeah. See you before the show, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> has it, has the p- pandemic created like, an avalanche for backline because people are like, seems to me just macro, like losing it. I know we were, the podcast kept us sane. Yeah. You know, and our loved ones, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting. Like just what we were talking about, there's two ends of the spectrum and how, and what we've seen at backline. And the first spectrum was when the pandemic hit. So it was, separating the person from their profession and they were living in that constant on the road away from the family away from routine um go 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 somebody else is managing your schedule and that was their life to be go from there to nothing to having to take care of yourself to come back to your family realize who you're married to realize who you are away from the drugs and alcohol there is a huge reckoning in in separating the person from the profession. And we had an avalanche of people then. And now we'll call it two years later, as people are going back out on the road, we're seeing it spike again. This Mm. isn't the life I want to return to. Do I still feel passionate about this career as I once did? You know, the inspiration comes at different times now. So it's, it's crazy. It's beautiful though, because we don't, if, if you never get off the hamster wheel, you never have a chance to a B anything. There's only a, mm-hmm. and so then a becomes you, the road is me, the job is me, the hustle is me, the blah, blah, blah. And then you get home and you see what you've been missing and you're like, Hey, is that amount of money and time and toll enough to miss this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And now you can see because the answer is like, no, it's not actually <laughs> like, you know, right. um, well, in some cases, you know. Right. Yeah. And Kendall, I'd like to follow that with a question for like, you know, there's clearly a, a broad like a there's a spectrum of, you know, there's the folks who can afford to maybe not go on the road as much. But then there's a massive percentage that live and die by each gig. So mm-hmm. for week. folks like that, I mean. And I put myself in that category with comedy, you know what I mean? Like, so where, what do you think, like, do you see folks in different periods of their careers dealing with this in different, you know, uh, frames of mind? Yeah, definitely. It's interesting. Um, depending on what your role is in the music industry, it's hard to see how it applies to other areas of the world. So if you're, tour hands and you are setting up stages what do you put on your resume to go get a job at Lowe's you know like it's it's these interesting things that are not necessarily transferable into the you know the real world we'll call it yeah um some people we have seen a lot of people leave the music industry because it's just not sustainable for them unfortunately the music industry isn't really set up to be sustainable 
not a lot of people have health insurance or benefits packages or reasons to, you know, work 24 seven as we're expected to in some of the desk jobs. So they've left and joined the travel industry or something that might also seem fun. Um, but for these touring professionals, it's definitely been kind of a reality check and an identity crisis of who am I outside of this role that I've been for 20 years on the road? And how do I explain to my family how the pandemic has uh, impacted my industry differently than others and why I might not have a big savings account to, to keep me afloat during this time? There's a lot of factors that that have made the last couple of years even more challenging on these people personally and professionally, that makes it really hard to show up to work the next day. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a tough place to be, man. Well, and, and because for folks who, you know, I like to, you know, live in your dreams a nightmare a lot of the time. <laughs> I mean, it really is. And it's until it becomes the dream that you, you know, there, and when you, you sink your whole self into you know, there's a point where you kind of have to say like, now's where I go for it when you're starting. And when you're like, maybe let go of that straight job or day job or whatever you want to call it, you know, and do it full time and really commit to the dream. And then for life, for earth to kind of e-break it. And like you're yeah. saying, like to have that identity crisis of like, you know, we all aged two years or more, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, we put a lot of stress on ourselves. It was like, I kind of envision all of us, like we're in park, but we're gassing it and the tires are just spinning for 24 months. Well, it's I, not like we were put in park in a garage in nice, cool, you know, we were out in the elements, some of us like emotionally and whatever. So yeah, it's, it's a very real thing that you, I mean, you just hit the nail on the head for a lot of people. And, and it's, it's terrifying because I think you, about all the people that had just crossed that point, like early in their career. And they're like, all right, I'm going for it. All my eggs in this one basket, you know, and then blam, like I also people have just like literally just moved to New York and then everything <laughs> shut down. Like, yeah. One guy actually liked it. Um, because his mental, his makeup is that way. But, you know, it's super hard for, I mean, yeah, yeah it's tough. I do think that uh, for all the reasons we just discussed, the pandemic was the worst thing to happen to the music business. But people have been gardening and figuring out, you know, we've had two years now to figure out that Kundalini helps us in the morning <laughs> or that going on daily walks is important for yeah. sleeping better at night. Yeah. Um, and our goal as backline over the last two years has really been to meet the industry where they are, which is at home. So we started support groups that meet a couple of times a week for people to have these conversations of my parents don't understand, or my spouse doesn't understand why I'm in this position but you do yeah. let's like talk about it. it feels so good to be seen and understood. And then the other thing that, um, we did over the last two years that I'm really proud of is wellness partnerships. So I've been creating partnerships with different apps, like meditation apps, yoga apps, breathwork mm. apps to provide free 
uh, entry points to these resources for people nice. that might not have the financial, you know, support to try something like that new. Yeah. Um, and breaking down those financial barriers and saying, you know, commit five days or five minutes a day to changing how you breathe or focusing on the mind or whatever it is, these small shifts wouldn't have been possible two years ago when people were on the road um, and introducing these new ideas. So I think yeah. a lot of people are learning about themselves and, and Backline has tried to spoon feed and handhold that process for a yeah. lot of people that are otherwise just kind of lost. Those things make such a huge difference too, because I know two people that started TM mm-hmm. uh, recently, you know, like over the pandemic, really kind of more when it was starting to open back up. They were like, it's too soon for me. And they were losing their minds. And the TM helped them like, just like, so like the apps that you're talking about, any, that kind of stuff is big. I mean, recovering 15% more of your sleep a night adds up to like, you know, it's big. If you can do something like just spare the however many minutes for a meditation app. Definitely. That that point that Otil made about like it's too fast, <clears throat> like opening back up, right? Like I'd like to actually ask you about like the re-entry. Uh, you know, it seems that that's quite difficult for a lot of folks are coming out of this not the person they were when they came into it, right? So, do you find that there's any type of like um, for folks that are listening or that are maybe having trouble with maybe the, the social anxiety that came with, you know, two years of being alone back to now being having to get back yeah. out there? Like any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I'm not a clinician, but my personal advice is always about boundaries, you know, figuring out what situations you're comfortable with and then doing your best to communicate them to the people in your tribe so that everyone's supporting of each other. Cause I think everyone's on a different path or a different journey in where their comfort zone is in that reentry. Um, for people working in the live event space, it had to happen so fast where like one day you're alone in your apartment for two years. And then the next day you're in an arena (laughs) risking your life and like the health of everyone around you. And then one person gets it. Otil, you know, like you're kind of just left behind. You can't come near us. Like go quarantine in a hotel. We'll see you when you're done. And it's like, Bob, Bob said, Oh, it's, it's the leopard bus. I was like, wow. (laughs) Just like that. Wow. Yeah, and we didn't even have is. it. Yeah. We just got exposed by a pilot, so we might have it, and we became the leper bus. I was like, <laughs> joking. But I there's mean, no, you know, yeah, like, but there's like, no wow. event, but there's no event without you guys on that bus. That's the thing that's so crazy. And we right. had to be isolated. Thank God we had four days off, and they cut us off. That's when I broke down and was crying in my oatmeal because <laughs> we were already isolated, and then we like really isolated. And thank God we had those four days off um but it was a it, it did makes a number, you I mean. feel like shit <laughs> i mean yeah 
It really is interesting the way that this whole, it, it changed everything. It totally I did. I mean, you know, musicians wanted to, it's like, oh, we can get back to work. Like everybody in the music industry. Yeah, you want the fast start. It's like, all right, cut the valve on. Let's get drink some water. But then you're... <laughs> I mean, we're just all in the unknown. And I don't think we prepare for that very well as a society for like just curveballs. Everything is about curating security, insurance, this, that. You know what I mean? It's not, it doesn't cultivate flexibility. Um, but I guess that's where a backline comes in, you know? Well, and that's what makes working in the music industry so challenging is like, it's kind of nothing. It's always been nothing but curveballs. And when you're traveling with 15 people and everything that they've got in their luggage with them, um, it's, it's a lot of navigating personally, uh, throwing in, you know, a health crisis that could derail 60,000 tickets or all of yeah, the jobs yeah. that went into producing it. It's, yeah. it's fucked up. It's crazy. No pressure. pressure. Or it's crazy. It's, <laughs> it's, it's more than any one person should ever have to handle. And that's, and that's what people are handling. And, um, yeah. I think that people are getting better at, at just letting it, role because that's all that you can do mm. but that wasn't the mentality pre-pandemic i mean it mm. was life or death the show's going on no matter what you yeah. have to do to make it so and yeah. there's just a lot more conversation around mental health in the in the business right now where i think people can be more open about what they need in order to be successful in their role do you find that, uh, cause I'm only finding this, uh, watching MMA That's the only sport I follow is the fights and people are more taking, uh, they're like calling their own mental health. They're like owning it. Like, yeah, I'm not ready to do this. And like some people are, are be like, Oh, you're full of it. You're just trying to get out of doing what you got to do, you know? And I'm like, I hope that's not happening in other areas where people are like, saying, hey, I'm not really uh, at full capacity or at, not even at whatever capacity to be able to do this. And I hope people, I hope that's not happening in other businesses. Are you seeing that at all? I don't think so. I mean, Good. if you think about the typical music industry professional, they're like pretty hard headed. <laughs> and like <laughs> they're, they're not going to open up. They're not going to like open up their heart unless it's yeah. really hard for them to do so. So I think that if people are raising their hands, it's, it's because they finally feel safe to do so. Sure. I'm not exactly sure um, what's going on with the Black Pumas, but they just canceled the rest of their tour and said they don't know when they'll be performing again. And mm-hmm. um, kind of suggesting that it has to do with, you know, returning back to their live music schedule and, mm-hmm. and wanting to reassess what that looks like. Yeah, they might have come in, uh, done too much too fast. <laughs> it's like, yeah. okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Right. <laughs> you know. And, well, then you think about how most bands make money is through touring. Yeah, especially now when there's so much free streaming 
and so mm-hmm. much, you know, access to albums and stuff like that too. But so the people thing, are trying to make up for two years of not being able to tour. Right. And let's take hypothetical, you know, that let's say that situation with them, you know, calling their tour. I'm sure that wasn't a knee jerk reaction. There was probably nights mm-hmm. of laying awake or hours and hours of meetings going, well, the world's not going to wait for us. Like there's another band. That's the thing with performance is the pressure of knowing there's a line 20 miles long behind you mm-hmm. of people who want that spot and either keeping up with the trends or keeping up with the algorithms or keeping up with the pace or step aside and let the world move. And that's a hard thing for a performer to, to say, like, I feel like I'm slipping, but I'm scared to, you know, get out of the, the you know, mm-hmm. The sad part is you only realize it with age that like the best thing for you to do is go, yeah, let that guy have it. Because if I burn out, I'm looking farther ahead. I want to be here for down there. And if I burn out here, I'm not going to make it to there. So I'll let this dude have it. And the reality is if that guy or girl doesn't, prioritize their own health, they're going to burn out and you're going to go right past them because you took the break mm-hmm. and were able to shoot farther. Yeah. But nobody but tells you that. Nobody. And your own inner critic isn't going to tell you that if you're too young, you know. 100%. I mean, it all comes back to boundaries and showing up where you feel comfortable. It's just what Jonah, you started with. Jonah Hill, for example, just said a couple of days ago that he no longer wants to talk about what's or promote what's coming up next for him because it causes him too much anxiety and he'd rather just show up perform act do what he is there to do and not you know be part of the press circuit anymore that's that's hard because that's but that's in your contract right big time so you got to have some leverage to even do that you know, but problem. good for him. Like, you know, because you see it, man, these press things, I watch them where again with MMA fighters, they're, you know, when you're training for a fight, it's one thing to have to do all the press stuff. If you're a big star, that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's like two jobs. And that other one doesn't give you back what acting gives you back or playing music gives you back or fighting gives you back or whatever. No, it only takes away. It only takes. And and who it gives to is, you know, the big corporation or whatever, unless you're doing it all for your uh, doing it all by yourself and all the money's coming back to you. But, you know, like it doesn't, I remember Beyonce, I was watching this, I think it was a documentary on her and she was like, decide to take a break and it was such a revelation to her that she could. Mm. And in that break, she was like, you know, why can't I have an intro to a song? I was like, wow, you can't have an intro to a song anymore. You know, I'm so disconnected. And she just watching that process of her having these realizations, but it never would have happened had she not stopped and just said, stop everything. Stop. You Mm. can never get off of it. Yeah. And that press thing is like, like how many, if you're shooting five movies, you're always doing a press thing. You're always shooting and you're always, when do you get time to, (laughs) yeah, yeah. You know, when do you get your life back? I mean, all that is, is putting out energy in the world that doesn't come back to you. 
right. and doing probably doing blow to try to just maintain it because you can't naturally do that, right? Right now, now the real vampire sucking is starting. Well, or taking pills, like, yeah, or taking pills you know? to to numb yourself through it, which is sometimes. Then you're like in the hospital or rehab or jail or dead. Well, like yeah, you just, that's you know. And that's when you start saying things that people are critiquing online and then you're getting lost in that. And it's just impossible to be an authentic person when you're in the spotlight. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what uh, probably happened to Kanye, just like living (laughs) a reality show. Like it never stops. Now there's no actual life. I mean, I can't critique his life, you know, so... I should well, shut I remember, up. I'm just saying how, what the fame thing, you know, like it's well, weird. I remember reading books about Garcia, right? And how mm-hmm. it got to that point where he was a deity to the deadheads and people trying to jump the walls of the hotel and get in and see. And he literally couldn't leave the four walls of the safest place yeah. outside of his hotel or a jet was the stage and that was it or, or, a, or a needle or the end of a ne- you know what I mean? Or yeah. whatever. So it's like that whole and thing. I'm of- here to tell you, you can't live on stage, a bus, a jet and a hotel room. No. It's not living. <laughs> it's just yeah. not man. And not everybody <laughs> has a family that performs a large amount of people only know the hotel, the bus, yeah. the road. And I mean, there are the performers who, there's the people starting out and there's the super famous people, but a massive chunk in the middle gets lost in the shuffle. You yeah. know, look up any club that's however, whatever size, all performance art. There's a massive anonymous chunk in the middle that is hanging on, you know, literally just hanging on because there's a fear of not hanging on. Like yeah, that's a huge... No- there's no guidebook either. No, no. a Although lot of times the guidebook, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of times the guidebook is the cautionary tales that you see a, a year or a decade or two ahead yeah. of you and you go, shit, I don't want to be that. Or mm. someone that's yeah. like, you know, maybe you latch onto or that tries to help you or something, but it's a, yeah, it's but a, the how that's what backline is. To me, it's it's the guidebook. It's like okay, collectively we can get together and pull these experiences together and pull our knowledge together, and go. Well, here's what not to do. Right. It's the truth. <laughs> well, a big a big part of our role here is to validate that the challenges and the struggles that you're experiencing as a music industry professional are very real, and they are things that a lot of people don't understand. And that's why we've built a clinical network in all 50 states of therapists that have either worked in the music business, have been related to somebody in the music business, or just understand it peripherally peripherally in some way to be able to guide that person through their journey without having to ask, you know, what's it like going on tour in Europe or or the stresses of an album release cycle. And there's just, there's a lot of horror stories out there too of, of doctors crossing the line and like asking for tickets. (laughs) Hey there, Osiris listeners. I wanted to tell you about our friends over at Smart Wool. For more than 25 years, Smart Wool has been making merino wool socks and apparel designed to keep you comfortable. Because they want to help you play, laugh, and explore in the outdoors with every thread they knit and every step you take. 
because they believe that comfort sharpens focus and lets you perform beyond your limits. They are here to help you feel good. Now it's up to you how far you will go. Take 15% off of your first order at smartwool.com. Smartwool. Go far, feel good. Man, Jeff Tweedy in his book told the story, and on a, on a great podcast, The Hilarious World of Depression, he talks about how he had a doctor who was convincing him to take him on the road and was like prescribing <laughs> opiates as an antidepressant and was like, you need to, you know, bring me on the road with you and whatever. And finally, Jeff's like, no, it's in his Whoa. book. It's an, an amazingly honest autobiography. Um, it's called let's get going so we can get back sooner or something like that. I'm, I'm ruining the, I'll get the, I'll look it up right now. I mean, I get but the it. The doctors you know, like, are like, yeah, you should take me on the road with you. And it's like, what? There's, there's so many people that I meet, like, I wouldn't be surprised at all. It's just because of mayor. Right. Mm. Be like, man, if I get out there, I'll probably hang with Dave Chappelle. I'll probably <laughs> hang with him. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, right. I'm just like, wow. Okay. You know, let's go yeah. so we can get back is the name of Tweety's book, but amazing nice. stuff. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, you, you, you think it's, we laugh, but I'm sure you, you see it, you know, you see it. Oh, Kendall. Yeah. It's like, wow, I mean, are you kidding me? I know Greg Almond <laughs> has some stories too. <laughs> oh boy. And it, it, that's what's so important about building a clinical network that we've personally vetted and that understands yeah. so that somebody can sit down and just start with their healing journey and not have to give three sessions of, of background information to catch that therapist up in what it means to be working on the road and why it's not glamorous. It's extremely <laughs> frustrating. That. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny when a therapist thinks that every gig is like the million dollar gig. And it's like, no, that's not, you know, I go like, yeah, I'm not, you know, go on the road as much or whatever. And like, well, you got this and you got that. And it's like, yeah, you don't understand. You don't have a single idea. Right. That's talking. not what I'm looking forward that's to. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I'm paying for this. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. It's <laughs> unbelievable. When I, a question I'd like to ask you, cause I know that there's been some, you know, I've heard some recent talk about it and it's something I'm very interested in is the isolation aspect of the, you know, touring life and the performance life. And whether you're in, you know, set up production or a performer, there is that large part of like, you may be around other humans, you know, but are you isolated? Like, are you alone? There's a difference between being lonely and being alone. And I'm wondering, like, is that something that comes up quite a bit that like some, people just feel like they're dealing with everything by themselves. I'm back. Uh Oh, you, Did were... you missed that whole. Okay. Yes. Can you just uh, re redo that question? Yeah, We could edit. Right. Yeah. Uh, so one of the things I wanted to ask was about like the aspect of isolation. Um, there's a difference between being lonely and being alone. And when you're on the road, sometimes, even if you're around other people, you may have that thought of like, I'm kind of going through, nobody understands. I'm going through this by myself, things like that. Um, is that something that you find, you know, you, you see quite a bit with the folks yeah. that are. Yeah. yeah. The third biggest reason that people come through backline is because they couldn't find care on their own from mm -hmm. people that understood. So I think that's a really big part of it. And as far as, the isolation goes, I mean, 
using a concert as an example, you're going from the highest high of receiving the energy of thousands of people to the lowest low of being by yourself in a hotel room or in a bunk. Um, and that's whiplash. That's emotional whiplash. It's yeah, like PTSD a somehow. Term. God, yeah. I never thought of it like that. It is. And, it totally is. And that's for your nervous system. Yeah. Really burns you to the core. And if, if you're doing that every day or every other day, it's just up, down, up, down. It's not healthy to the point where your body doesn't know which mode to start going. So that starts to affect your nervous, your immune system, your yeah. emotional balance, your sleep schedule. Yeah. All of it is Sanity. detrimentally affected <laughs> by this emotional whiplash of performing. And you don't just have to be the performer to experience this. I mean, no, setting yeah. up and, and breaking down like the huge high energy tasks that, you know, are super time sensitive and people are screaming and, and it's, the pressure it's you have. Yeah. Huge pressure. Um, so oh. I think that again, yeah, a lot of people don't understand that and think about the whole picture of what it means to be in the live event space. And, and that lack of understanding has created over time, a lack of resources that meet those very unique needs which is why we built Backline, um, yeah. to validate and provide resources that are specific to you, no matter what role you're in, no matter where you are in your journey, no matter what state you're in. Um, there's, there are resources and organizations out there that have been created to support that exact person. That's so but, crazy. Because I think about just that one part is so huge. The emotional whiplash of just yeah. going from the performance to the isolation. And that's just one thing. Well, exactly. So if that's, <laughs> if that's the baseline of your life, when are you finding time to go to a doctor or find a therapist or take care of yourself? Right? I mean, when are yeah. you really having the emotional courage or whatever it's going to take to pick up the phone and get the help you need. You're exhausted. Your mm, baseline yeah. is zero yeah. and there aren't, there used to not really be people advocating for those parts of your personal life that needed to be maintained while you're on the road. Um, so yeah. again, that's, that's why we built our, resource our collection of resources is really just backline's just a place to go to find out what other help is out there for you because yeah. it takes a lot of time to research for an organization that can help you see if you're qualified oh get on the phone like it's impossible it's, and, well, it's a lot <laughs> it, it's 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 impossible when you're not on the road <laughs> when you're just like trying to navigate an insurance company or local yeah, coverage true, or who's, you know, and everybody's booked. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely a, you know, it's, it's needed. Backline is needed for life, <laughs> not just <laughs> musicians and their lives or, you know, like it's true. Like there's a lot of people will go like, like how many people quit a diet? Right. And that's entirely in your hands. You go to the store, you buy the food you're going to eat. You eat when you're supposed to, you know, whatever. And if you, you know, mess it up once, you're like, nah, 
next year after the Super Bowl, I'll start over <laughs> right, or whatever. Right. Think, about, think about easy it is to quit mental health when it's so hard when to figure hard out to get and started in the first place. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know what I, I, what I love too is, and I've started to get onto it because the business does this. It's very seductive. And it, it's like, well, this is, this gig will be like a vacation, you know, like you could bring your kids so and I'm like, okay, that. yeah. so that'll be a vacation if I can bring my kids and we can have this and then I don't have to gig right now. It's me sandwich. You're, you know what I mean? But it's like, it's like, oh, but didn't you just get back from so-and-so? It's like, yeah, but I was at work. Like, yeah. You got them my, hanging over your head all yeah, day. And my kids were crawling all over me while I'm trying to learn this song or whatever. You know? like, totally. So I have to be careful. Like, no. This time is this time, and this time is this time. You can say it's whatever, but that's not also a vacation. Like, yeah. Jam Cruise is not a vacation. <laughs> I love Jam Cruise, but, you know, I'll work, work. like... Three times harder than I normally work because I'm like sitting with this person. Oh, you're going somewhere else. They're like, hey, can you come over here? And so it's like, you know, yeah. It's a different type of work than than just showing up and performing on yes. a stage. You have you that barrier is is uh, lifted, and now the masses are upon you for your insight on life. <laughs> yeah, and, and which is cool, but as long as you're and- able to like, you know, like you said, set your boundaries. Because otherwise, and I'm trying to keep up, A, with people that are a lot younger than me. They got me on that. Then they're on drugs because they're not going to go to sleep, you know, and I'm like, whoa, I, you, <laughs> you lap me twice. <laughs> you know, like I can't, I get burnt out like that. <laughs> I yeah. just used up. Uh, but it's fun. You know, I mean, festivals are like that too. It could be, it's, you know, I'm not trying to single out Jam Cruise. Love Jam Cruise. I'm doing it next year can't wait it's been a while for me but you know i'm just saying you have to like be aware like when it's life and death then you go okay so this vacation time this is not like quotation mark vacation this is like i'm checking out vacation time and that doesn't count for that that's still a gig mm-hmm. you know uh playing in the sand with dead and company. I'm sorry. It's not a vacation. It's vacation for my kids and my wife. (laughs) Not for, you know, I get to like decompress after I go home from playing in the sand. That's my rant for the day. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, you bring up a good point though, that in your position, it is, it can be a 24 seven thing unless you establish those boundaries to not let it be. Yeah, you get used up fast. It's not anyone else's fault. You know, I'm not saying well, there's some malintention. It's like, of course not. But yeah, it is about George preserving. Porter can do it. <laughs> you know, he's older than me. <laughs> but it is about preserving your energy, and I think that, like, no matter what, no matter what position you're in, you need to identify how to preserve your own energy so that you can perform when the time comes to do that. Yeah, that's important because there are and those no like, do it, you. we've had discussions too about like, you know, if it's the hours leading up to say you're really only like working, working 90 minutes to two or three hours, whatever a night, there's still 22 hours Yeah, and the five before the five hours before the gig 
is like you're an animal in a cage. Like you're just pacing yeah. the room. Should I shower again? <laughs> did I, do I really want to wear that shirt? Like, did I call home? Like, let me lay down. Let me try to meditate. Let me do it. I got to pee again. I got to pee again. All that stuff. Should I have caffeine now? And then you just, should I, would I, could I, and you're down these things. And then it, God forbid the performance isn't perfect. Mm-hmm. Then you go yeah. back and ruminate and then you got to do it all again the next time. You know, I mean, it's funny. There's a gig doing stand up where I would do like a half hour a night at a casino for a week. And I would oh. I have 23 and a half hours of nothing. Right. And if the weather's <laughs> shit or whatever, it's just, what do you do? Right. You walk around a casino and then you do the gig. You don't have a gambling problem. <laughs> No, Jesus. I'll tell you, thank God. I have an eating problem. I have an eating problem and there's a Ben and Jerry's inside the kiss. So I'm having ice cream for breakfast, you know, but anyway, point being, I would get like, you're exhausted afterwards. And then you look at it and you're like, how the hell am I tired from having, if, 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 a, if someone looked yeah. at that and was like, you were, you did nothing for 23 hours of the day. You worked a half hour. It's like, but you don't know what's working. The mind was going <laughs> constant. That guy's running in a hamster wheel, you know? <laughs> and that's the part that people just don't get. So let me ask you as two performers, what have you guys found to bring consistency to your lives when you're touring or in, you know, back to back gigs, how do you mediate the monkey brain? How do you use the free time to, to charge yourself? How do you recharge? Yeah. Oteal. You go, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, pandemic. (laughs) No, uh, just a solid two years off. Solid two years (laughs) off. Uh, exercise and meditation mm-hmm. and writing and, uh, filling my day with other stuff, getting the hell out of the four walls of the hotel room. I think no matter what, I don't care where you are. It's like, go for a walk. Even if it's crummy mm-hmm. out, like go to the movies, go walk around. Like, you know, a lot Get of times out. comedy clubs are just like in a mall and you just kind of live at the mall mm-hmm. and, and it's like, you gotta go. But the, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, maybe the the pre the predetermined four walls that you've been provided uh you don't need to stay there like one thing i did that was pretty fun yeah. was i was in dc doing shows and i didn't realize there was a national park like right there like literally like 20 minutes down the road like great falls national park or something oh, and yeah. i just got lunch and went and sat there and that was my day before going and doing shows that night instead of maybe watching a whole season of Sopranos and ordering yeah. wings. Do you know what I mean? And then there have Which been those weeks. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes, but there have been sometimes. whole weeks. Yeah. There, there have been whole weeks where it's just crummy yeah. weather and yeah. I'm in a hotel room and I'm like, maybe one more season of Sopranos. And it's just like, you get under the <laughs> hotel bed and you're just like, what is wrong with me? And then you got to get up and hi, how you doing? Like for an yeah. hour in front of people. And it's brutal. So I, I do TM. Uh, I try to do, you know, either exercise, get out, walk around, talk to people. Um, if I have friends in the float tanks, like I've, that's a thing I, before the pandemic, I would go any local place that had float tanks. I would go visit there and hang out there for a couple hours and, you know, cause that's always a cool crowd. You know what I mean? You had one for me to go to. I just didn't have time to. 
Yeah. So like Atlantic yeah. City, there's great ones. D- DC, there's great <laughs> ones. Like. Denver. Get some by where you live, Oteal. I'll put you in touch. Oh, I, I go. I have a place. Float Nation. Okay. Float Perfect. A- yeah, yes. they're cool. Okay. Yeah, of course. I, I like them. Yeah. Yeah. They're super <laughs> like, cool. I haven't been in a while, but the kids keep me going here, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I'm kind of the same. It's like uh, I have this new thing that I do for my back uh, by this professional wrestler, Diamond Dallas Page. And it's called DDPY Diamond Dallas Page Yoga. And I do that. So it's uh, isometrics, you know, dynamic resistance and yoga. And if I do that, I drink enough water also. Like first thing in the morning, I get half my water for the day in and do that workout. And I notice that my brain is probably almost 70% better off just from that. And then, you know, like... uh, I gotten into practicing again. Um, get outside, uh, nature, nature, nature. Um, Call my mom, Facetime with the kids. Like reach out to people. We had yes. a great thing. Uh, we were stuck in the hotel for however many days off. I think it was three days off or something this time. And our everybody's together by bus. So it's me and Derek Featherstone and and Laura, the tour manager. Derek's the sound man and Kamenti. So four of us on a bus and Jay Lane was on this time. So it was where I broke down in my oatmeal and I was like, this year I'm calling it ice cream party. So I was just like, there's an ice cream shop literally a hundred yards from the bus that's open till 10. Let's have an ice cream party. And we ended up going down there and watching the original version of Star Wars that Jay Lane has, um, which is really cool. And doing dabs and eating ice cream. And it was really great. <laughs> and I just thought this was such 180 degrees from what I did last time, you know, where I just broke. Yeah. It was just like, reach out, you know, like, come on, you know, Jay and, and Kameni were back there playing video games. And it just was like more of, uh, I just flipped it. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of it, I'm kind of glad we went through that. Because it really put a microscope on everything that's wrong, that could be wrong with the road. And so I now I'm just like, okay, take that. And what's 180 degrees from that? Do that. Mm. What You did this ice cream party. You did this, that. You did this, that, you know? And it's cool. Yeah. Perspective changing, I think, is, is what you're getting at. And that's the most important realization you can make as a person on this quest to being happy is not in is actually interpreting your reality and creating your reality out of that interpretation (laughs) and whispering in its ear to make it a positive one so that that you are therefore pleased by the situation because it's mostly it's usually a misinterpretation Right, uh, yeah, that we're operating from. When we're when we're living in this reactive state of situation response, situation reaction, yeah, it's yeah. impossible to see the larger picture. And when you change your mind, you change your world. And you might not be upset. You not you might not be pleased by the outcome of a scenario that's right in front of you, and not be able to see what it's setting you up for down the line. And I think 
whether or not any of that is true, if you can have a positive perspective and interpret the things in your life to therefore be positive, you're just going to have a better chance of being happy. And that's a really increasingly hard thing to do as a person. And everybody's yeah. guidebook kind of looks different in how to achieve that happiness. Yeah. Um, I feel like mine is, is taking little bits here and there and pulling them together. You know, I mean, I have a good baseline happiness because I'm super blessed. But, you know, the pursuit of happiness is a weird mind game. And I find if I go, well, look, there's that little bit right there. And there's that little bit. And at the end of the day, I have a, a lot of little bits. I'm like, that's a meal right there. Like, that's good. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of how I take it now. Because, um, you know, life is always dealing you these situations. You have to be reactive. Yeah. But it, like you say, if you could zoom out, if, if you can change your perspective, because it does help. I do have situations now where I've even texted with a friend of mine where we're both being stymied, like just lights, traffic, the airport, like just throughout the day. I'm like, I'm stymied here. I get here. I'm stymied there. I'm stymied here. I'm like, the moon isn't stymied. What? And I, but I'm able to like zoom out and go, OK, so this is a thing. Mm -hmm. Am I supposed to, what am I supposed to learn from it? Now I'm not just even frustrated anymore because I've also added to it like, okay, what's going on? Curiosity. You know, like I'm better already in a way. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know what I've, you know what I've kind of tried to do as well? And I've thought about this a lot with, <clears throat> sometimes it's not what you feel, it's what you don't. And I've been mm -hmm. thinking about like, if I'm feeling down or shitty, I go, well, at least I'm not still smoking cigarettes. <laughs> like yes, I, I, I used to go, you know, sit in a hotel room and, uh, you know, oh, just to get outside, just, I'd go downstairs yeah. and smoke, you know, half a pack during the day, just as a thing to do totally. or, or I to go kill time. Or, to kill time or I go like, well, at least I'm not hung over because I used to drink a ton and yeah. that, you know, come like you were talking before, like that coming off stage and getting right into a quiet hotel room. It's like, you can't do that sometimes. So it's you go get hammered <laughs> yeah. and pass out. So you're like, well, at least I'm not feeling that, or at least I'm not. So a lot of that, that helps too. When it's like, that's kind of like, like that what I was stitch. talking about. That's what I mean. Pieces. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're not like, if you can't like, in that moment, if you can't see the blessings yeah. or if you can't feel the blessings, you could go, well, at least I'm not, you know, downstairs chain smoking right. or at least I'm not, you know, hung over, you know, and, you know like reaching for the out. Advil or whatever. Remember you, you would like totally willingly go out there and freeze your ass off in Vermont in February to, to get that cigarette. cigarette, you know, like five below. You're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just to do it. And then you go and when you're putting it out, you go, let's see if I can make it two hours till I do this again. Like that was the interest that you make a deal with yourself that like, I'm going to come back out here. I'm going to get frostbite again, but let's see if I can make it till five o'clock. It's just so but ridiculous. See, that, but see, so back to that uh, gardening thing for me. It's like, you know, cause those are all weeds that we pulled, you know? Yeah. And sometimes it takes like with anything, like when I started juicing, like if I could rewind and tell my, 
myself that was hadn't started juicing yet, like you're gonna drink one of these like every day. I'd be like, are you kidding? You know what I mean? But there was a point where it still doesn't taste great, but when my body smelled it, it went like this. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Yeah. And it was months into it and I and I noticed my body have that reaction. I was like, oh, so you just are trained now to want to feel good. It's not about eating or drinking for the taste. Mm. And once we pull enough weeds in our life and it's like we know what it's like to feel good, you start you start just like that ends up it changes your that's the where the perspective change comes. Yeah. You just need that uh, consistency to build up to that, you know? It's war down here. (laughs) It's full on war. Um, But that's exactly the lessons that I think people have been learning over the last two years that is the reason they're not going to see every band that comes through town or whatever it is to to be relevant in whatever you have to do to be relevant in the music industry. Um, your priorities yeah. are changing because you're not going to feel a hundred percent if you're out till even 11 o'clock at night, <laughs> I'm not feeling a hundred percent the next day. <laughs> I know. <You> know? Yeah. <laughs> Talk about whiplash. My kids go to bed at eight. I mean, we go, Lucky. Uh, my kids, we go to bed at eight. We force everyone to go. That's as much as we can take. You know, <laughs> it's like, and then I get on the road and it's like, wham. Like with yeah. my band, it's wham. Now I have to just hard shift. Talk about whiplash, man. Yeah, it's and crazy. then shift back immediately when I get back home. But now yeah. I know, you know, I'm not drinking. I'm not doing blow. I'm not doing blah, blah, blah. I'm not even staying up late unless I have to. And mm-hmm. then I'm going to try to sleep late. You know, uh, but man, this would have been bad if I was young, like in my 20s. My poor kids. Oh, God. Well, yeah. We appreciate everything that you guys are doing for uh, for the scene. And it's awesome. The uh, You know, so Backline is is available to anybody in the music industry as and well. Their and their families. Great. Yeah, and that's their huge. their families. So yeah, that was a really important community for us to include in our services because everyone is affected by a parent that's on the road or a sibling or a spouse, um, that's out there putting themselves out there. It affects everybody. Yeah. So it's important for, for our resources to really reach anyone from the main performer to the security and bus driver, anyone that's really affected by working these late hours and inconsistent schedules and, and not being supported with health insurance and just the people that are in it and making the music come to life. Yeah. It's awesome. Bless you guys. guys. Yeah. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much. Can you tell any, anybody where they can find out more about how to support or. Totally. Um, www.backline.care backline.care is our website and that is where you can go to find resources and also to find ways to support. So we're constantly fundraising to, um, to expand our services, to reach people where they are in their journey. We've got an awesome staff of case managers who are fielding calls every day, but we could use more to, to be able to get on the phone with people even sooner and, and help them reach their destination. 
Awesome. You guys Thank are you rocking so too, man. Cause I, th- I remember seeing your stuff all over on dead and code tour. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I was like, those are my peeps. Yeah. I got the new Newport t-shirt folk. too. Yeah. Met up yeah, with Zach and I at Newport folk. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It's, um, it, now that, you know, we started in 2019. So we, our original plan was, you know, to be at music festivals and on tour with people. So that was quickly derailed, but at perfect timing for us to, to create products and programs fresh for, for people to receive in, in those scary two years. And now that we're back on the road, we're, we're shifting to see how we can meet people out there. We've got care packages that we're launching in the fall. People can nice. sign up to receive a take care package and I it's like got it. a nice. lot of wellness products and gifts and, and just things to support you when you're on the road, some extra tea and hand sanitizer. Um, yes. Wet wipes. <laughs> We're wet the wet wipes. wipes, wet wipe gypsies out here. It's just a hug and a <laughs> hug and a bag. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what we need. Just two arms come out of the bag and hug yes. you. Yes. Perfect. And some socks. And some socks. And some socks. Yes. For those cold cigarette mornings. Yes, there you go. But we don't do those anymore. No, no, you're right. Thank God. Thank you so much. This was awesome. It's really Thanks, awesome Kendall. to catch up with you. Yeah, thank you both. Pleasure to be here. Love listening to you guys. And really, Mike, happy to finally connect with you. Otil always talk so highly of you and i'm just grateful that he has a friend like you to to talk about the things that you guys get to talk about because i know he he can go off (laughs) 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 and and it's great that he has a friendship where he can really do that (laughs) she knows me (laughs) yeah well, I could go off too. So he, he, uh, that's right. <laughs> I am going to, I'm going to have to send this picture cause I just saw it. That picture of you and Edwin McCain when we did, oh, uh, frog wings. What were you, how old were you then? Like six years old. That was my first six. concert. Wow. Frog wings was, it, who was in that band? It was, um, it was me and Derek, Jimmy Herring, Kofi, Mark Quinones, and Edwin McCain was the first singer, and the second one was John Popper. Right, and you were there at the God, beginning. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, Sunfest in Florida in like '96. Um, that was my first concert, followed by the Spice Girls. <laughs> <laughs> See if it was only reversed, how would your path have gone? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. It never had a chance, man. Yeah. Her, her yeah. uncle's butch trucks, like that's, no, you know, it yeah. was only going to yeah. go one way. Yes. Holy. Awesome. <laughs> uh, I love it. But seeing that picture made me feel so good. It's like, wow. I mean, it also made me feel old. But yeah, we, we have a lot of history together. So it's so great to see you doing this now. And now you're married and everything. It's just uh, beautiful. I feel old. Okay. And my you're birthday. Not. Tomorrow, I'm turning 58 tomorrow. Nice. Speaking of old, yeah, come on. So, that's not bad. We told him yesterday. The new 40. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. And with somehow that. 40 is the new 80. So it's like you <laughs> kind of go backwards. And <laughs> numbers don't, earth numbers don't matter anymore. Like, Kendall's, for, Kendall's 40 is not going to be the new 80 because she's doing that. She'll be doing that Kundalini 40 yeah. when you hit that a long yeah. time yes. from now. 
Yeah. Your physical age and your mental age. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. And your spiritual age and your emotional age and your your emotional age. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. Yeah. that guy's two hundred. (laughs) So. I'm still trying to t- crank mine up from 17. Yeah. You're just stuck. <laughs> yeah, negative 400. I think you're right. Yeah. All right. We love Thank you. Thank you, Kendall. Hope to meet love you soon. Bye bye. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Bye. At Bombas, we make socks, underwear, and t shirts that feel good and do good. They feel good because they're designed with the softest materials and comfort innovations. They do good because for every item you purchase, we donate another item to someone who needs it. So far, we at Bombas have donated over 75 million items, and your purchases add to that impact. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash ACAST and use code ACAST at checkout. Osiris. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.